everyone, and welcome to the next instalment in Animal Welfare Conversations. This time I'm delighted to be joined by the Wildlife Vet Nurse, otherwise known as Emma Onyejekwe. It's amazing what she's done with her vet nursing qualification. So please enjoy. Hi everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. And joining me today is Emma Onyejekwe, who many of you will know on social media as the Wildlife Vet Nurse. So thank you so much for joining me this afternoon, Emma. I'm delighted to have you here. Um, do you want to just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your career? Yeah, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, yeah, so as you mentioned, I am go by the Wildlife Vet Nurse on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so I set up that account I think it was in 2020 or 21, it's during the pandemic, um, as something to have, um, because I was doing the wildlife um, programme on the advanced programme of veterinary nursing. So it was a way for me to kind of do my own learning, but then also share my knowledge with others. So I set that page up and it's yeah, been very successful. So that's great to improve in people's knowledge and kind of love for wildlife. Um, so in terms of my job currently, three months ago, I started a new job. So now I work in a um, small animal um, charity practice or hospital and they're part time. And then I also work part time with a wildlife conservation um, organisation and helping them with some hedgehog friendly um, a project that they have going on at the moment. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, how did you first get interested in wildlife and how did you first start working with them um so I mean I've always loved all animals and wildlife have always been a particular favorite of mine to be honest throughout my whole veterinary nurse training so I qualified four years ago and throughout my training what kind of motivated me was the fact that I wanted to work with wildlife and to get into wildlife nursing um, and I've done the various kind of volunteering projects abroad working with wildlife and before I used to think, okay, I really want to go out, you know, in Africa and work with the big five. And that's many people's kind of dream. Um, and that's kind of where my focus was at first, to be honest with you. It wasn't until the pandemic that, well, I wasn't able to travel. Um, so I started looking closer to home and I came across my local wildlife hospital and I decided to volunteer there. And then from that point, it's just British wildlife has been my main focus and I've yeah it sparked like a newfound love of just wildlife in general I think during the pandemic obviously we weren't able to do as much um kind of just going to our local green spaces so I kind of connected with the wildlife that we have here in the UK and realized you know we do have amazing species um and I just wanted then to sh yeah share that love um and then I kind of looked at okay what can I do in practice to kind of help wildlife and then that's kind of where that's evolved from wow that is brilliant so which species did you work with abroad which which ones um I've done various different things um <laughs> so I've done work with vervet monkeys and um, the African rhino I've done um things with like some of the big cats so like cheetahs things mm -hmm. with turtles I've recently come back from the Maldives um because I was helping the Olive Ridley project so yeah so I've done quite a few different things abroad <laughs> they've all been amazing but um equally the stuff that I've done here in the UK has been mm -hmm. amazing as well because I've recently helped out with a red um kite um, reintroduction program 
um, so I helped out with the clinical exams with that assisting kind of the vets so yeah like I said both in the UK and abroad so there's there's loads you can do that is absolutely brilliant I am sure there are lots of people listening to this who are going to be so jealous of what you've been able to do but I think it really highlights you know that the vet nurse passport that they talk about that there are those opportunities out there but I'm guessing you have to go and find these opportunities yeah 100% you can use your veterinary nurse qualification in various different ways but yeah like you said you do have to kind of really go out and find that um of course it is quite competitive there's loads of people wanting to do things so the main way to get experiences by just kind of offering your time normally this is free of charge so you're volunteering for different organizations but that's kind of what I've been doing um and yeah it's gone well <laughs> yeah and you're getting that reward from having that experience exactly you know? yeah every single project I've done I've learned something new um and yeah taken a different kind of experience from it so it's yeah it's all been worthwhile well I'm very jealous as well but that <laughs> just sounds amazing amazing so why why is wildlife so important to you um so that, that's a tricky question because it's just so obvious to me that it's important to me and it's something that I'm passionate about I suppose because yeah again kind of going back to kind of just connecting with like the natural world and the environment um I just feel like we have owe it to wildlife to kind of help them um and do what we can because obviously we're all living on the same planet um so I think it's yeah important to do what we can to help them um before I was kind of more focused on the nursing side of things and now I've kind of moved more towards conservation um mm -hmm. nursing is still important to me um, but more so from uh what can we do in the veterinary practice you know, like the basic kind of first aid and emergency care um yeah. I would say okay wow so um just thinking about animal welfare then you know the, these podcasts are called animal welfare conversations and a lot of what you've said already is focusing on welfare but is there anything that's the most rewarding part of your job or is it is it everything are there lots of different aspects yeah there's lots of different aspects <laughs> um I think it's just no for me it's always been important to feel like I've, I've made a difference and then to be able to see that difference so, you know when it definitely when it comes to wildlife knowing that you've helped rehabilitate that animal and then when it goes to for release like that moment is yeah it's very special um and then with small animals you know even just having conversations with owners and then they're making a change to their I don't know their pets even maybe their diet and then they start lo their pet starts losing weight like even that is rewarding in itself when you can see this you've made a difference yeah so you're having that direct impact and you can see that difference that yeah, you're making everything exactly on sort of similar topics though what's the most challenging part in everything that you do um I would say I mean with yeah both jobs I suppose it's and just wildlife stuff I suppose it's just raising enough awareness or like educating people enough and mm -hmm. so with wildlife sometimes you have a, quite a few challenges because so sometimes people forget that with wild animals, you kind of have to take a different approach to what you might with your domestic pet. Um, so knowing that some treatments might not be suitable for them, because at the end of the day, they need to be you know, returned to the wild in a state that, you know, they are going to be able to survive. Um, and that the plan is to release them to the wild, go, you know, for them to go back into the wild, not for them to be then in captivity. Um, 
so yeah so with wildlife that can be quite quite challenging um yeah. but I think with that just more education and I suppose awareness um is key yeah that's really interesting that, that you're focusing there on education because one of our other post podcast um interviews with um Amy who's a vet nurse out in Australia mm-hmm. and education was a big thing that she was talking about as well so I think we've got a bit of a theme emerging here <laughs> with in relation to vet nursing and educating whoever is looking after these animals or, or dealing with these animals as well I think that that's quite fascinating that might give us another idea for another podcast <laughs> at another time looking specifically at the education side of things um so yeah yeah that's really interesting as well the, the bit you're saying about wildlife and it you know rehab and I'm going back into the wild and you've reminded me many years ago I ended up um looking after a hedgehog which had come into the practice and had unfortunately lost a leg so we had this three-legged hedgehog um and what do we do do we put it back in the wild but it's so three-legged or and I ended up keeping it in my garden at the time and it was a bit of an ethical dilemma and I, I don't know what the right answer is in that sort of situation you know was I right to keep it or should we have released it or should we put them down I, I I don't know what I should have done and I don't think I mean what your thoughts are on that but even is there a right answer yeah I think with yeah with things like that it is always so hard and it's yeah you having to kind of yeah think about the ethics involved and is it right but then yeah it's it's a very complicated one and I know many people have different views particularly on that um with hedgehogs with like three legs um I think the thing is again with that I would say there's probably not enough research really um to tell us you know is that fair is it you know hedgehogs can roam up to I think it's like two kilometers in a night so is it fair for them then to only be restricted to you know to one garden and things like that so it is yeah it is it is hard um but I suppose you kind of just got to think about all aspects of it and kind of base your decision on that and make sure that the patient's well-being is always you know number one in it yeah absolutely and that leads us really nicely into my next question about animal welfare you know so so this podcast is focusing on animal welfare and we have a running question through all of the podcasts we ask every guest what does animal welfare mean to you mm-hmm. um i'd say animal welfare to me just means that you know the health of the animal is you know always like i said important and key and something that we focus on but also just their general well-being um as well so just making sure we're you know doing things that aren't you know putting any extra stresses on them as well um so yeah, looking at the patient or animal as like overall the whole whole everything involved with them um not just you know do they have any medical conditions it's looking at everything as a whole i would say yeah a much more holistic approach yeah to animal and its behavior and how it normally behaves and can we provide that and yeah so many different aspects to bring in there yeah definitely thank you emma in your opinion what impact do vet nurses have on animal welfare i think we play quite a big role in it um kind of going back to the education i think as nurses we are providing quite a lot of um support and information and you know guidance i suppose to owners you know sometimes i feel 
pet owners are more likely probably to confide in the veterinary nurse and mm -hmm. tell them a bit be a bit more honest <laughs> with the nurse than the vet um so you know you might have i don't know an animal that's struggling with its weight like i've used that example earlier um you know a nurse might be able to have a better approach to the whole conversation and they might you know the client might then open up and say you know this is why i've been feeding it xyz whereas with a vet i suppose they probably think actually not let me i won't tell them that oh um yeah <laughs> so i think yeah nurses definitely play quite a big role like communication is quite a big thing within our role and i think we do very much have quite a big impact on an animal's welfare and their general well-being because we can you know have that client relationship bond human bond um and yeah help their pet kind of throughout their life at different stages of their life you know when we have young puppies and kittens come in we give them loads of information but even like our senior pets as well we can be there to help and support them as well so I think yeah supporting and educating is quite a big role um part of our nursing role well one one part <laughs> there's loads parts but I think that is quite a big part that we play yeah absolutely and I'm recognizing everything you're saying there about the the owners in practice having that different approach with different members of the veterinary team um and yeah I don't know why but some owners do seem to almost be scared of the vets or I think they're going to get into trouble yeah you know but yeah they'll confide that the vet nurses must be so much more approachable and easier to get on with or I, I don't know what it is but yeah, yeah <laughs> they can certainly do that I I, I recognize that completely um so thinking about that then how can we raise public awareness about the role that vet nurses can play in relation to animal welfare, but also in relation to wildlife? Um, that's a bit of a tricky one now. I'm trying to think of how, <laughs> trying to think of the how, really. I suppose, yeah. Just, yeah, I suppose there's more awareness on what veterinary nurses do, because I think even just, you know, a lot of people I speak to when I say I'm a vet nurse, a lot of people just automatically go to vet um they kind of forget that I've said that I'm a nurse of <laughs> that I think more awareness just within the veterinary role um would help and just yeah how we can you know provide that supporting element and how we can kind of educate them you know on preventative health care um and other things kind of you know nutrition and things like the parasite control and things like that as well mm -hmm. um and just yeah like I said mainly kind of raising awareness and what we can do and what we can offer um as well yeah yeah I was I was speaking to a, a colleague um a few weeks ago about this and they were saying that um there's lots of television programs with vets on them mm -hmm. but you very rarely get to see the vet nurses or yeah. it, it doesn't you know they're there but you're not focusing on the work of the vet nurses and they would really like to see some more television programs that are focusing on the role of the vet nurse. Yeah, no, I think that would be, that would be amazing. Because <laughs> I think with like, you know, human medicine, you see nurses a bit more in the forefront, but yeah, with in the veterinary world, nurses are, you know, we, we're all the ones that are running behind the scenes, doing loads of bits, helping things run smoothly, but we don't tend to get, you know, highlighted maybe as much as we should. Yeah, so we need to, we need to do that as well then. And hopefully these podcasts <laughs> will, um, help to do that and promote things and and raise awareness and 
you know, I, I've been working with, with vet nurses for 30 years now, and it has progressed an awful lot since I first started, yeah. um, but there's still a long way to go. So yeah. I think we're, we're moving in the right direction, but yeah, we do, we do still need that, that focus um, and yeah, more television programmes and more personalities and celebrities finding out about the reality Mm -hmm. of of it and the the good side and the bad sides because it's yeah. not all cuddling little kittens and puppies is it so it's... no exactly I think that and I think again that kind of goes with the wildlife stuff as well is um you know what we can do for wildlife and you know just looking as well at like kind of their ecology and their behavior and then how that kind of fits into kind of veterinary medicine as well that we have to you know play that into account and how you know wildlife if you're bringing wildlife into the practice wildlife doesn't really have an owner as such so again it's kind of that and communicating that kind of stuff as well um, yeah. I think that's quite important and veterinary nurses again can help in them situations you know if that's on the phone to a client um, you know advising them you know you don't need to bring this fledgling birding because it will be fine it's just learning how to fly um, kind of having those conversations and something that I've been looking at recently is kind of the relationship between cats and wildlife and their welfare and how you can try and find a balance in the middle because I feel like that's a debate that has very different <laughs> views but trying to find kind of a middle ground where both you know can welfare is in account so that can even be you know in veterinary practices maybe having more conversations with cat owners about the impact their cat might have on wildlife or you know ways to enrich your cat's well-being you know mental stimulation and you know if your cat does catch a bird or a mouse that will need veterinary attention so please bring it in don't just you know leave it kind of thing like that so but again it all comes back to education I think it does it does absolutely and again that you're there's more examples coming into my head as, as you're talking to my own cats um you know um what was it it was a I can't remember the type of bird it was now um partridge that's what it was it was a partridge that he brought home this day and this poor thing was still alive it was fine we got it off him and checked it over and everything and it was absolutely fine but you know, round here, partridge aren't that common. And mm. he's now catching, you know, birds that I consider well, to be pretty special. Mm. Round here, I was quite annoyed at him for doing that. And, you know, we're, we're then thinking, so should we keep him in? But he's an outdoor cat. So what my approach was just to feed him more so that he was less likely to go and catch things for food. He still does it. For fun from time to time um he's he's older now so he's not quite as bad as he was but he did really like blue tits at one point that that was a major problem around here and i had to be really careful where we put all the bird tables and make sure they were really high up so that he couldn't reach anything because if if he got a chance to catch something then he would and and again i i feel quite guilty about that as a cat owner and, and the impact that that's having on the wild bird population and again I don't know how we we bring those two things together again it's it's so difficult isn't it 
Yeah, again, it's not, yeah, it is a complex one. There's no, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard. I can see both views from different people. Some people just say, well, just keep your cats inside. But like you said, if you've had a cat that's gone outdoors all its life, it's not necessarily fair. But, you know, like you said, you thought about maybe moving your bird tables and, you know, other ways in the garden you could potentially, you know, basically so your cat can't ambush the, the bird, you know, different <laughs> yeah. things. Um, they say sometimes feeding like a high quality meat um, diet can help um, potentially I think it's like yeah having there's no one simple kind of answer but then even if maybe for this cat that you have you can't do as much but maybe if you were to get another cat you might think differently and I know personally you know my cat goes outdoors and she has caught a few things but I might think okay do I want to if I got another cat would she go outdoors or would I you know would I make any changes so I think it's just you know just because you've done something in the past doesn't mean that you know you have to continue doing it that way it's just about learning and yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely and having that discussion and, and thinking about all these different yeah. things so important exactly. so what advice would you give to anyone wanting to work with wildlife with wildlife I'd say don't give up um that would be my main thing <laughs> and you can do it if you want to um like I said, it is quite competitive, definitely to find a paid role. Um, I'm finally in a paid role, um, but it has taken me a while. And that's not in a nursing role. That, like I said, it's more of a conservation role. Um, but I would say the main thing is kind of getting as much experience as possible in a range of different things. So if you want to volunteer abroad, then, you know, definitely do it. It's definitely a great experience, but also look closer to home um, at different opportunities that might be available because, you know, you might have an idea you want to work with this particular species but then when you do it it might not be exactly what you thought or there might be other kind of expenses involved and you might find that actually your local wildlife center down the road you actually if you volunteer there you might be able to get a job and you might find that is actually where your calling is so yeah try out different um you know wildlife places and get as much experience as possible i would say and yeah don't give up it's possible don't, don't give up that is the yeah. take-home message i yeah. think that's the take-home message from the veterinary profession as well. yeah. <laughs> <Keep> going <laughs> to do that but i mean it, it sounds amazing and what you've achieved um, in such a short time as well um and you sound as if you're really enjoying working with wildlife um and doing this is there anything else in the future that you would like to do um I mean before I used to want to have my own like wildlife rescue <laughs> centre um particularly for endangered species um mm -hmm. I mean you never know it could happen one day um but yeah, yeah just kind of yeah working with trying to help like I said definitely species that are in decline so at the moment I'm focusing on my job's hedgehog related but of course there's other species that are declining at the moment so kind of yeah raising awareness about that and then yeah educating people and then another thing like I said I focused on is trying to get veterinary practices to do more when wildlife come into the practice and also having a stronger relationship with their local wildlife rescue centres because um, mm -hmm. at the end of the day we all want the best for all animals so it's about working together and yeah doing what we can. <laughs> that is brilliant I, I think that's that's a lovely place to end Emma um, with the do what we can um, echoing there um, <laughs> 
I, I just love talking to you. Um, I love your enthusiasm for what you're doing. I am a little bit jealous <laughs> of what you're doing as well. Um, but I think it's fantastic. And you're just showing what is possible um, if you have the determination yeah. to go and do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so thank you so much for chatting to me this afternoon. Um, we'll put some information about wildlife and things um, and obviously your social media accounts in the show notes um, for this podcast if anybody wants to find out more. Um, and yeah, just thanks again for chatting with us. That was delightful. Thank you, Emma. Thanks for having me. <laughs>